0: hello 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 i apologize for the delay to absolutely nobody welcome bike to the headquarters welcome bike to the channel this is big dogs gotta eat bdge fantasy football my name is nicholas this is saturday so it is q and a questions and answers although i think i have trademarked The phrase, questions and assault. Q and assault Saturday, where I'm answering all of my questions from my Patreons, from the homies in the Discord. If you want to join the Discord, if you want to be in, I'm sorry for everyone's ear ear holes right now. If you want to be in the Discord, sign up on Patreon.com slash BDGE, and you can come in here and ask your questions. So today... What we're going to do is run through the training camp reports that we've seen thus far. Okay. So I'm going to go and what I'm going to do is go through Roto World. I'm going to share my screen with you all. That ain't it. What's the other display? Skirt. Okay. Okay. I need to move these things around real quick. Hold on. Give me about 13 minutes. Nope. That's locked up. So we're going to go through training camp reports and I'm going to tell you what I think is good, what I think is false, all the fake news that we're seeing thus far. Unlock those, move it over there, go follow me on Twitter, on Twitter, on Instagram. Here we go, here we go. Okay, so I'm going to switch this to offense and we're basically just going to scroll through and look at which things I think matter and which things I think don't matter. Most of these are noise. Almost everything we hear are noise. Okay. So I'm not going to sit here and just be like fake, 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 fake. I'm going to go through the ones that I think are important. Hayden Hurst. I think we knew that he was going to play in every down role. Trey Smith could have a bigger role this season. Yeah. You should have had a bigger role last season too. Uh, I'm not trying to think Trey Smith. Let's see what matters. What matters? Curtis Samuel dealing with a hamstring injury already. That's a problem. So why don't we touch on the injuries? First of all, first of all, the Miles, Sandal, my, Miles Sanders, he should be in sandals for the rest of the preseason, Miles Sandals video I made last week. Everyone was like, you look like you were crying. You look like you were stressed out. I made that video mid-workout, okay? I just got done with a set of like 25 push-ups or something, turned on the microphone. I was out of breath. My face was red. I was physically stressed out. So one, fuck all y'all. Two, stop bullying me. Three, I was in my working out. Of course, it emotionally hurt me, but I was physically hurt as well. So, just needed to get that off my chest. Sorry. Curtis Samuel hamstring. DeAndre Hopkins is bike from his hamstring injury. The point of the Miles Sanders injury video was not to say that I'm like fading Miles Sanders right now, the point of it was to say that injury optimism is extremely real and you shouldn't always take the word of everyone that is a beat reporter that pl- sees a player in shorts like i have people like miles sanders is fine he the people saw him dancing after practice like did you watch the video of him dancing all he did was literally like hop up and down for once i'm pretty sure someone with a torn acl could have done the dance that he did he might be fine he might come back and be 100 percent by next week i don't know what i'm saying is neither do you when a team comes out and says someone is week to week that needs to concern you when we're weeks out from the nfl season so We have Miles Sanders, hamstring pull, not back at practice yet. We have DeAndre uh, DeAndre Swift dealing with some sort of leg injury, some sort of lower body injury. Again, it's very vague. And these teams are getting fucking annoying. They're like not letting people report on the depth chart and who's the starters at camp and who's running with the ones and whatnot. So we're getting a lot less information than we typically would. During the preseason is when we get to see what these coaches really mean when they're saying this guy's a starter, he's running with the ones, he looks great. Okay, if that's true, then we'll see him playing with the starter snaps. We're not going to get that. So we need to kind of take everything into context this summer. and It's very important. Now, with DeAndre Swift, listen, I can like a player as much as I like him. Like DeAndre Swift, Miles Sanders might have been my my favorite running backs to target this year. Now I, I probably have to do a fucking DeAndre Swift type shift away from him if this injury is serious. We had carry on with the brace. So I'm like, okay, it's it's Swifty time. Now, assume, best case scenario. We can't assume he's ready for the regular season. What I want to see out of these injured players, like Tyreek Kill is supposedly gonna be back in camp in a couple of days, right? If that's true, I need to see multiple full practices from a player for me to be confident in drafting him. It's not like someone suffers an injury right now, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay. He's off my board. I'm not fucking animal off my board, off my board, off my board, off my board. Someone left a really funny comment being like, you got to relax because you got me looking like I'm doing a fucking ski slalom in the middle of the, in the middle of the street. Anyways, it doesn't mean he's off my board, but I need to see him back at practice. Like DeAndre Hopkins is back at practice. Now, if he has two full practices, three full practices in a row, I'm fine. He's over the hamstring injury. I'm, he's, it's not going to be a problem injury wise for me fading him. Although I'm fading him for other reasons. So we have a lot of injuries. We have Terry Kill. We have DeAndre Swift. We have Miles Sanders. We have AJ Green. We have all these players that are dealing with injuries. Darrell Henderson is a guy I talked about in the mock draft video this week. And now we're hearing the reports come out. I feel like I'm I'm fucking... I'm in my zone. I'm in my bag when it comes to fantasy now. In a good way. Like, I just keep predicting the future. It's hard goddamn work. Darrell Henderson has taken a step forward this season. He's been running with the ones. Him and... uh, and Cam Akers have kind of been switching on and off. So Darrell Henderson is a guy I really expect expect to see split the work with Akers this year. And Akers is probably moving down my board a little bit. I, I just don't see a scenario in which he takes over all the work, especially not early on in the year. So fifth, sixth round is much too rich for me to take a guy like Akers who's going to be behind a bad offensive line, even if he does get the line share of the work. But Darrell Henderson is a guy I'm starting to target in like the 12th, 13th round because I think he'll have a decent amount of standalone value there. He's a big play guy, right? If you get him in space, if you get him to hit a hole, he can bust off a a 50, 60 yard run. He did that all the time in college. Michael Pittman. We have T.Y. Hilton dealing with some kind of injury. He's supposed to be back soon, but we don't know. Michael Pittman uh, ready to contribute. This is a, I went on a podcast the other day and we were talking about rookie wide receivers and who I think is like a low key, you know, guy at the end of drafts or rookie, uh, a rookie that could contribute and be like amongst the leaders this year. And Michael Pittman was my answer. Like, they draft Michael Pittman really early. Second pick of the second round. When you play four years in college and you get drafted, you're expected to contribute immediately, right? He's not like a young guy who's going to get acclimated. He's a big frame, 6'2", 220, really good speed score, good production his final year at college. So you draft him with the idea that he's going to come in and contribute right off the rip. So I think Michael Pittman has a really good chance in leading a lot of the statistical categories for rookies this year. KJ Hamler hamstring expected to miss weeks he's he, see this is expected to miss four weeks yeah he's he's completely off my board like that kind of report will get him completely off my board jk dobbins thinks it might be a weekly to sit like that is the most vague report of all time we'll skip that one tony michelle might be ready will be ready i who the fuck knows this is ridiculous anything else worth monitoring here no 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 Dallas Goddard suffered a hairline fracture in one of his thumbs. I mean, I follow a lot of doctors again on on Twitter, and uh most of them say this is not a concern for him. Not like, you know, you should be drafting Goddard as like a top eight or ten tight end, but if he was your tight end too, maybe you, you just monitor this. I think he'll be fine, though. Keyshawn Vaughn slipping. Yes, we've been talking about Rojo for a while on this channel now. Keyshawn Vaughn is. Possibly contributing on special teams, which is not something you want to hear for someone who was supposedly going to take over the starting role from Rojo. Jared Sinem, leg is battling. I love that Cam is still such a value. Like, people see one report like, you think the fucking Patriots are going to split snaps at quarterback between Cam and Sinem? Like, it's just a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous thing to believe. It makes no sense, okay? So get those reports out of your head. Let's see. Ah, I don't want to go through these training camp reports anymore, to be honest. Jack Doyle believes the Colt system is great for tight ends. And then the next day we hear that uh, Trey Burton is going to be a huge beneficiary in this offense. Like, okay. Okay. All oh, this is just hype, hype pieces. Everyone's just had a great camp. Everyone's just fucking amazing. Greg Ward is going to play a massive role, but also John Hightower is going to start in the slot. So actually Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, Zach Ertz are, are going to be benched for John H- Hightower, Greg Ward. Um, Zach Moss can have the season. At, what the fuck did I just read? Has been undersold. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm getting really high on Zach Moss. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, This report is a little bit concerning to me, to be honest, in terms of Melvin Gordon's role. So the more reports we hear come out about like just their usage of both Lindsey and Gordon and how they're just completely splitting snaps, I do think Melvin will get the majority of the valuable touches, which is why he's a guy that I like above that Todd Gurley range, that David Johnson range, like that tier of running backs. I like Melvin Gordon more because he's going to be the goal line back there and he's going to be the guy who catches a lot of passes. But this could definitely be like a real split And uh, it's probably making me fade gordon in the third round if he drops to the fourth I could probably get on board with that. All right Fuck it. Let's go back to q a Question and answer an assault q and assault. How we doing people? Let me open up youtube again See where we're at See who's yelling who's not yelling Why you yelling? the fuck minimize this <sighs> okay 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 109 in my redraft home league today okay guys I'm uh, I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna be answering any like straight up draft questions all of my rankings are in my draft guide will disley practicing in full late round tight end man I don't know I, I I've faded will disley the last two years and he's well, I guess he, like, technically hasn't proven me wrong because he can't stay on the damn field. I feel like Greg Olson is going to somehow lead this team in in tight end catches. I like Jacob Hollister the most, but I feel like... I feel like... Uh, Greg Olson's somehow going to end up being the guy and he's going to eat into Will Disley. So I'm not getting on, on Will Disley. Is Chris Carson still considered risky? So dude there's just been conflicting reports like he hasn't been at camp but then they say it's not an injury related thing but the timetable is a little funky but then he's been back at camp so that's the situation i'm gonna have to monitor like up until the hour of my fucking draft right now i like chris carson a lot in the end of the third round or early fourth round just because the workload is just crazy there last year he had 16 or more touches in 83 percent of the games he had uh i think 24 or more touches in in 50 of his games they want him to be the workhorse right and rashad penny's not gonna be back so carlos hyde's a Carlos Hyde is a insurance play for the Seattle Seahawks and uh, I really like I really like uh, uh, Chris Carson mm-hmm. what do you look for in a later round quarterback oh, okay so we finished up the must-own videos the last couple weeks and uh This week, I'm going to do tight ends and quarterbacks. I'm not going to go round by round, but I'm going to do must-own tight ends Monday. I'm going to do must-own quarterbacks on Tuesday. And what I look for in later round quarterbacks is rushing upside, deep ball prowess, and or the parts around you. So I think when you're like a mediocre quarterback, which is fantasy-wise, which is like 90% of quarterbacks... I think you need to look at the – you need to be like with Derek Carr, he's he's very much like the sum of his parts. The floor is going to be very high. He was eighth in the league in passing yards last year, and he's got a fantastic offensive line right now, a really good ground game, an underrated scheme in which their passing attack took a monster step up from year one to year two, which is what we typically see with offensive coordinators and new head coaches as in Jay Gruden. And now he's got a really good group of weapons that offers a variety of ways to kill a defense. So I think Derek Carr is a guy that I will be buying into. And then Gardner Minshew, uh, he's got the rushing upside. He's really, He was really, 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 really accurate on his deep balls last year. Love the addition of LaVisca Chenault. I love Jay Gruden coming in and uh, looking at his rushing numbers. I mean, everyone who had the number of rushing yards that he did or more last year had at least four scores on the ground. So I think what we might see in like a, a pullback from passing, right? Like I doubt he'll go 21 and six touchdown interception ratio. Like the efficiency was really high last year, just on a raw number basis. But what he what he misses in that, I think he'll more than make up for in the rushing yardage totals, the pass attempts, just pure volume and rushing scores. So we look for guys that have rushing yardage plus deep ball prowess, like Minshew, and we look at guys who are uh, a, a really good like some of their parts play, like Derek Carr. Drop a fake like, fellas. Correct. Hit that thumbs up. I can't believe there's people in my Discord that gave me a thumbs down. If you gave me the thumbs down, get the fuck out the Discord. Are you at all worried about the Titans' offense? Especially for Derrick Henry there. Offensive line was bad last year and don't have a starting caliber right tackle. That's a good question, Dominic. Like it's one of those things where I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too cute with it. I'm not gonna get too cute with, with Derrick Henry at least, because they're rushing offensive line was very good last year like in terms of run blocking they were amongst the top five in the league yes losing jack Conklin is going to be a hit but they replaced it with a first round tackle their pass blocking per football outsiders last year was dead last in the nfl and i don't think that's being talked about enough so that does worry me but again i'm not even i'm not going to uh i'm not going to get too cute with derrick henry because he is going to touch the ball 400 times and he has that big playability at any at any given point I also want to get this on the record. I'm pretty sure that my love for Anthony McFarland, like this year's Justice Hill, the way I love Justice Hill last year, Anthony McFarland is going to be that for me this year. Like a guy, fourth round running back, good offense, ambiguous backfield with a path to touches, and just nothing happens. That's what I'm pretty sure is going to happen with Anthony McFarland. So I'm going to stop drafting him, to be honest. I own way too much of him in best ball drafts. Boo-boo. Dynasty full PPR. Four point per passing touchdown. Christopher Dunning. Lamar and Mark Andrews or Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh Dynasty full PPR. I mean, it's just a lateral move. I don't know why people like always want to trade laterally. Like, do I trade C Mac for Saquon? It's just like fucking who cares? Who fucking cares? Uh Dynasty, I would I would rather probably take Mahomes and Kelsey. I think that I would rather take Mahomes straight up over Lamar in a dynasty league. I think his longevity is probably more suited for this league, because eventually, eventually, what the teams against like you can't stop Lamar Jackson, but but teams against Lamar Jackson against the Ravens. Can have a defense where the only thing they focus on is Lamar Jackson, right? Where maybe they put, maybe they do something unprecedented where they just put two QB spies, two QB spies on Lamar Jackson, and they have trouble beating him that way. I think, like over the years, like the long term, Lamar Jackson is going to be very hard pressed to keep up this elite level of play. Whereas Mahomes, like, there's just no stopping a guy who's actually that explosive from the backfield in terms of like throwing arm. So I'll take Mahomes. Uh, I, I mean, straight up, I would probably take Andrews over Kelsey in a dynasty league, but they're talking about Kelsey getting this extension. And if Kelsey and Mahomes are locked up for the next four or five years, fucking throw it in the bucket, throw it in the bucket. How much do you value Washington receivers have specifically McLaurin and Sims? Yeah, it's it's McLaurin and then it's nobody else for me. At least McLaurin is like proven. Like We want to talk about how we're nervous about McLaurin having a shitty quarterback situation where, dude, Alex Smith... Alex Smith is going to take that job huh You see that video of like them two throwing together And and uh, Dwayne Haskins just like shoots a fucking Lob ball Over the receiver's head And Smith fires a seed Right to his pass catcher it, lo- it looked ugly it looked bad But we don't know the context behind like Maybe he was asked to float the ball Either way it was fucking ugly um, But yeah it's like we have the quarterback question So I'm not going further than McLaurin In this passing offense Mm -hmm. are you actively trying to buy brian hill if so what would be needed to even out with boston scott uh i mean i'm not actively trying to buy brian hill per se he's a guy that i'm taking shares of in best ball in the 17th 18th round he's a guy that if he was like on your waiver wire i'm definitely blowing a lot of fab on him i would take boston scott over brian hill and dynasty for sure I'd say like Boston Scott and maybe uh, Like a late rookie pick See if you can get like Boston Scott and a and Or Brian Hill and a third Or late third Plus late third Brian Hill for Boston Scott Or backwards etc Y'all know what the fuck I mean Heavily invested in Pittman What do you think odds are he is a bust Uh I mean it's probably like 50/50 but he was a late breakout guy. That's the problem. It's like it took him till a senior year to really have that season, which is always a red flag when it comes to college wide receivers. You want to see them break out early. Um you want to see him break out early because usually that translates to the nfl right if you're able to dominate in college at the age of 18 where you're playing against 20 and 21 year old kids who have already fucking hit puberty hit their growth spurt fully matured as men and you're still fucking 18 living out of your mama's basement there's probably something there that tells you that your raw talent is head over heels better than most people on the field so um Pittman is one of those guys who broke out late, which is red flag. But the amount that they invested into him, what I think personally, I think he's really talented, and I think they're going to force him into that number one role after T.Y. Hilton's gone. So I feel good about Pittman. Thoughts on Le'Veon Bell with Gase's praise. Yeah, I would uh, rather take the 10 praises that he didn't say prior to this one thing about him being in shape about how he's going to lighten Le'Veon Bell's workload. Like that's all I need to hear. The Adam Gates came out and was like, we're looking to lighten Le'Veon Bell's workload. Like I don't like, that's it. I don't want Bell. If you could be one player in the NFL, who would you be? Probably Saquon bro. Uh, I would have to look into, the like, Saquon's just a, a savage, bro. Like, the way he's built, he's, like, 23 years old, uh, good-looking dude. Like, he's got the entire world in front of him. So, it would probably be Saquon, but I think he's, like, married. So, that, I don't know if that would be too fun or at least engaged or some shit. What is your oldest dynasty league and have you won a dynasty league yet? Uh, My oldest dynasty league is, like, 1, 2, Three, four. I want to say maybe four or five years old. Uh, and yes, I have one. I have won a dynasty championship. Is Nikhil Harry the new Corey Davis? I'm. I'm. This Nikhil Harry experiment is going to be really fucking interesting this year. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be fine. Um. But that's a good comparison. I I could see it happening. I just think as a prospect, he was just too good. Like there was just no red flags there. And I think the the matchup with him and Cam is going to be great. Plus, I heard Julian ellman got hurt. So, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if um, Julian ellman is healthy right now. Are you actively trying to draft running back wide receiver handcuffs and redraft with COVID or the opposite? So, I don't really think there's a such thing as a wide receiver handcuff. I would say like Meikle Hardman would be maybe the only handcuff in the NFL. He's like directly correlated to Tyree kill. Even when you look back at not just from like a me saying that, because I think they're a similar player. When you literally look back at last year, Meikle's only like useful games came when Tyree kill was gone. As Soon as Tyreek kill came back on the field, he went back to, he went from like wide receiver one to wide receiver four directly. So I think Meikle makes sense, but He's someone that you have to draft in like the seventh, eighth round. I'm completely off him at that price. With running backs, yes, I will be looking to draft handcuffs and redraft. You need to use that term like very correctly, though. Like Just because you think a guy is the number two in a backfield doesn't make him the handcuff. There are a lot of guys where if the starting running back went down, the second guy up wouldn't become the same volume player that the first guy up came became or was. He would just become a committee back. Okay. So when you have guys like Zeke, you want to get Tony Pollard because we know if Zeke gets COVID again, or if he's out or he misses time, whatever, um, Tony Pollard's gonna get the workhorse touches. Same thing with uh same thing with, you know, any of those workhorse backs like the Madison to Dalvin Cook, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how do you move on from your ex? Ah, uh, I mean, listen time time heals all as they say but on a more practical note you need to focus on things that you enjoy doing like you you're you're going to be at your rawest like your very rawest moments when you're going through a breakup and i think that's a really good time to do some introspective work because you 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 can go really deep during those emotional times in your life and it's very difficult, like you, you, you come, you come to those points in your life very few and far between when you're going through something like very emotionally stressful and it unlocks a piece of you inside that, you know, you normally don't have the key to get inside that far. So I think when those moments come around, rather than looking at it as a negative or like a depressing moment, you, you go in there and you figure out like, why does this shit hurt so bad? You know, like, what is it that I'm going to be missing from this person? you know, and it, it it always comes back to you. It's a you thing. It's like, it's like, I'm hurting inside, not because the other person is leaving, but because I feel like I'm missing something now. So you try to get inside and in, in, during those moments that are really tough, figure out what it is and try to work on that. So be like very aware of what it is that's bothering you. I also think that like focusing on things that you really enjoy will help you fill the time in between the breakup and whatever the next thing in your life ends up being like don't focus on people focus on things that you enjoy and ironically you'll meet people that also enjoy the same shit and you'll meet someone that's more similar to you than probably your ex I hope that wasn't too deep but yes it's a it's a situation that's shitty and I don't wish heartbreak upon anybody Uh, but life will go on and you need to try to find ways to cope with it I actually put a vlog out like two years ago after a breakup of mine, which is semi-embarrassing, but very raw and very real. So if you want my perspective on that for real, uh, just type in on Google, like YouTube, Nicker Colano breakup vlog or some shit like that. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. Okay. Could you see Mark Andrews have big tight end one numbers if he gets the same snapshare as Kittle and Kelsey, especially now that Hayden Hurst is gone? Uh, yeah, so I actually just filmed. So Monday's video is going to be my must own tight end videos. And Mark Andrews was the first guy on that list. I just filmed it about an hour ago. And one of the things I said was I would not be surprised whatsoever, whatsoever, if Andrews finished the year as a tight end one. His hog rate in terms of like the, the targets that he saw relative to his snaps was number one in the NFL. He led, listen to this. He led the NFL tight ends in deep targets. He had 20 deep targets last year, despite playing on 41% of the snaps. He gets the most valuable targets that you could possibly get, the downfield and the red zone. So all these people talking about like, oh, he's got to regress. It's like the volume's going to go up, and he's still the guy who gets the most valuable touches in that offense. So yeah, I could easily see a path to Mark Andrews being the tight end one this year. Who would you rather have in your dynasty half PPR 12 team team? I don't know what a TEP league means. Oh, tight end premium. Ah, I've never heard that before. A little Tep action. Burrow plus Rojo or Miles Sanders plus Claypool. Okay, so we have. Ah, you didn't include the most like crucial part of that. I don't know if it's super flex or not. Nick wants those quads and ca- I do, bro. I do. I was doing fucking pistol squats on the on the rooftop this morning. My quads are there. The quad this part of my leg is there. I just have small cads. All right. So, fuck off. If you could be any woman, who would it be? Uh, I would be... I would be Rosie O'Donnell. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd be Rosie O'Donnell. Because she's a lesbian. And whoever Rosie O'Donnell is with is probably smoking. Who's one of the most chips in E-Town? Get down. Uh, I have. I have. Um... I have three, but I haven't won in like five years, maybe even six. So I need to pull it back. I lost in the chip last year. Fucking Stevie one chains took me down. It was bullshit. Which coach gets fired first this year? It has to be Gase. Uh... Good question. I would say, Gase, don't put it past Dan Quinn to get fired, too. Don't put it past Dan Quinn to get his ass fired. He should have been fired halfway through last year. They pulled off that, like, fucking win streak at the end of the season. They were like, we're playing for Dan Quinn now. It's like, fuck you. Do that from the beginning of the season. What are you doing down there in Atlanta? So if, if they get off to a rough start, I'm not I'm not actually sure what. Let me see what the Falcons' schedule looks like. They play the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the Bears, the Packers, the Panthers, the Vikings. Like, it, it's totally conceivable. It's not likely, but it's conceivable that we start off the season 0-4. Seahawks, Cowboys, Bears, Packers. I mean, it's just as likely we start off 2-2 or 3-1, but those are all, like, really solid mid-teams. No way we lose to the Panthers at home week 5. Vikings on the road, like, we could start off 1-5. and We could start off 2-4, and and Quinn will be on a shaky fucking bridge. Dr. Erklano in the building. I told you, bro. I'm just, uh, just technically a doctor. Getting deep. Listen, listen. Um, old soul in a young man's body. I'm a very, I'm a very young soul. I'm a very young soul with an old brain, I would say. And it's only because I take a lot of risks and I take a lot of chances in my life. Uh, and I don't mean that to like brag. I just mean I'm usually out of a fucking idiotic place. But that also comes with a lot of experience, okay? So the reason I feel like I can relate to a lot of things on an emotional or mental level is only because I fuck them up a lot in my life, okay? Um, like that kind of breakup advice only comes from having broken up with or gotten broken up with about a zillion times, okay? So that stinks. Okay. Nick, which, what thing do you wish you had, but you can't because you live in an apartment in Manhattan? Mine would be a grill smoker. Uh, yeah, I I do. I'm not like a grill guy, to be honest with you. I few and far between. I think like grilling is really fun if you're like with your friends and you have a good place outside to do it during the summer. So grill, I definitely miss. I miss driving. I love driving, just like listening to podcasts or just jamming out to music in the car. That's one of my favorite things in the world. What else do I miss here? I miss miss the woods. I miss just like nature. There's no nature in the city, obviously. I love walking around the city because it's always exciting and there's a lot of energy here, but I definitely miss like straight up just like trees and grass. I miss the, this is weird, but like grasshoppers at night. Like I used to love walking home in my town, very suburban town. Like when you're walking home a little buzz from a house party or something and you hear the grasshopper, the crickets, I should say, not fucking grasshoppers. You hear the crickets chirping. Like I, I really miss that feeling for whatever weird reason. Is the British chick axed? No, so uh, I'm not, I'm actually not going to get into that. Stop tr- trying to fucking pull me in, Marty. just listen to blonde by Frank ocean and cry for three hours. All right, yo, one piece of advice I would strongly recommend against is don't listen to sad music, dude. Do not listen to sad music. Sad music will make you sadder. Okay. I learned, I've, I've had to learn that lesson like 200 times. I got a feels playlist on my Spotify with like 300 songs. Like all really sad songs, and every time I'm sad, I listen to it, and it makes me way more sad. So don't do that. Um, do you think Fournette is efficient this year because it's a contract year? Yeah, I here. Here's the thing about the contract year narrative: it's uh, it's it's fucking bullshit. They've they've already done the people have done the research. The contract year narrative is fake news. It's fake news to fill a blog post or to fill some bullshit argument. There's no such thing. He'll be efficient this year if he's good. He's not going to be efficient. He's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to make this guy miss because it's a contract year. But if it wasn't a contract year, if I already had the fucking bag, I'm not going to make this guy miss. Like That ain't how NFL players operate. You got a split second decision when you're on the field and you're either good or you're not. You either got the fast twitch fibers. Or you got them fucking slow twitch fibers. All right. It's got nothing to do with the contract year. That narrative needs to fucking get broken up. with Let's go fucking break that narrative's heart. Okay, so now we have the Superflex question. Hugo, you answered it. Thank you. Who would you rather have in your dynasty? Half PPR, Superflex, 12-team, tight end premium, lock it down, Burrow and Rojo or Miles Sanders and Claypool? I'm going to take Burrow and Rojo. I'm going to take Burrow and Rojo. It is closer, though. I'm not a big fan of Claypool. This question would obviously be altered if he got the tight end uh, status in any of the leagues. Or the platforms or whatever, but I, don't, I think we're far away from doing that. Um. So I would rather listen, Miles Sanders is a guy I love for a redraft this year, but I'll be honest, I'm not like ultra high on him for Dynasty. I think this is one of those players where like th- these kind of years are so easy to see coming, just like the perfect storm of talent opportunity situation where things could very easily fall off the following year. And I think Sanders is fine, I think he'll be a very good running back for a while but this year right now is like the aaron jones year he could have where the following year like one bad things gets mixed into the equation and all of a sudden his value spikes even though he's a 24 25 year old running back jones sanders in a good team a good situation but this is the year to have miles sanders same thing with rojo though rojo can fall off after the next year but the fact that you're getting like a a, a top 15 running back for this year which is what rojo and sanders should be plus burrow in the superflex dynasty if you could live anywhere else in the country, where would it be? Uh, it's San Diego hands down for sure. I, uh, I honestly expected to live in San Diego at least for like a year or two in my, before I turn 30. I don't think that's going to happen. I love Manhattan too much, but there, there's, there are very, very few places in the country I could see myself live in. I've traveled a lot domestically. You know, I've traveled to a lot of like the cities that are considered like cool and fun. And every time I'm, I'm left, like I always have a, a great time, but I'm left under underwhelmed every time. I'm like, it's cool. Like every city has like their financial district and they have their like bar spot and like some fun areas and stuff, but it's just like a small portion of what that city is. And if you've never been to Manhattan or New York city, it's literally that, but for like miles and miles and miles. And you just never know what the fuck is going to happen on a given day or night. So uh, I will always have like way too much love for New York. And I could honestly, honestly, I don't think I'll, I don't know if I'll ever move out of Manhattan now that I'm here, but I do love San Diego. If I need to like, if if I go, if I go off the rails, it's very possible that I like end up in rehab. And I go off the rails in like five years from now, if I need like a year or two to to relax and get my head straight again, it will probably be in San Diego and not in New York. I'm just kidding, by the way. I won't end up in rehab. I only do the non-addictive drugs. What's the next tat going to be? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I went to this this club or this bar called the Pineapple Club last weekend and they said when they have their grand opening when COVID's done they're going to be hiring a tattoo artist to give away free pineapple tattoos on their grand opening and if they do that I'm 100% going back to get that so that could be it. Patricia has to be has to be in the running too team can't stand him yeah the thing with Patricia is I feel like uh, I feel like they like him I feel like the front office likes him and they were like good last year prior to Matt Stafford getting hurt. So I would have liked to see how that how that team played out had Stafford not gone out. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this season plays out. I don't think Patricia's a guy that'll, that'll get axed mid-year. Did you see the Sean Payton interview talking about COVID and, the NFL, and if the NFL should have hard bubbles like the NBA? No, I did not see that interview. Is it okay to fade the entire Texans receiving group? I don't see anyone with wide receiver one potential. That's uh, I I don't know. This is something I've struggled with. Like I, I, I've just been kind of going on and off in drafts, like fading the receiving group altogether, taking one of cooks, one of fuller. If they drop the value, they're not guy. I'll say this. They're not guys I'm targeting. They're not guys. I want to go out and actively pursue, but if they fall to me at value, I'm okay. Taking them that's the lookout that's the outlook i have on a lot of players if i don't feel strongly about them i won't just target them for the sake of doing it but if they fall to me at value i'm okay taking them will gronk be a top five tight end no i honestly think gronk is going to be used not sparingly but he's deaf. he's not going to be he's going to get like a-, a mark andrews type snap percentage i think from last year like he'll be on the field for 45 to 50 percent of the snaps and if you're drafting a tight end that's you know top 10 or at least adp top 10 I'm looking for a full-time player like there are going to be guys that are getting drafted behind him that are going to be on the field almost double the number of snaps that he is I think he really is going to split time with OJ Howard and Cameron Brait it's possible that if his efficiency is really fucking high like Mark Andrews is then uh then he returns a year like that but Mark Andrews was competing with nobody for targets last year while bucks are full of of pass catchers post your fields playlist share with the discord I will I will uh after this you could you could follow me on spotify i think i i have all my playlists as public probably also misses not being surrounded by a high concentration of crazy people at all times to be honest with you marty i love it i love i love like having people around all the time suburbs makes you it gives you like a hint of loneliness can give you like a, a nice calming feeling at times but if i'm alone for too long i get kind of lonely thus the definition of fucking lonely Uh, I like that's what like thrives me having people around all the time or makes me thrive makes me energetic how do you feel about the Washington backfield I have no real thoughts about it Uh, I will continue taking Adrian Peterson in the 14th round of best ball draft so he's gonna get 200 touches this year How's the trend on your draft guide sales compared to the previous years? Thinking of that video you did where you broke down the revenue of big dogs. Actually, in the vlog I dropped on Thursday night, I talked about it. We've we've already sold more copies this year than we did last year, despite growth and, and numbers dropping off because of COVID and things. So, it, it, yeah, it's doing well. Best new podcast recommendations. Uh. So... One of the podcasts I just, I linked on my Twitter today was the one between, uh, Edwin of fantasy points. And he actually had like a doctor who specializes in what's going on with COVID. Uh, it gives a really, a really good, simple breakdown, like understanding the, the disease relative to like athletes and normal people and things like that. So if you go on my Twitter at Nick underscore BDGE, uh, you look at one of my last tweets, I I linked a podcast that was really, really interesting. where are you from uh i grew up in i i was born in brooklyn i grew up in jersey and then uh moved back to brooklyn last year and i've been in manhattan since Mm -hmm. marty's acting like he didn't know that does Kenyon drake fit the mold of a perfect storm running back uh yeah like if he's gonna have a fucking storm this is when it will be of course I'm, I'm getting a little bit higher on drake just because a lot of people that i respect really like him and they're talking about getting him the ball in space like often during camp but i'll continue to roster chase edmonds I, I think there's a very very clear path to Kenyon drake not ending the year as a workhorse somewhere in like 10 to 11 carries a game and you know four to five targets which could be good enough to return like high-end rb2 numbers yeah, I fuck with the Gaslight District. Gaslight's really fun in Diego. Any plans of taking Fade the Public on the road for any games next season? I almost bought a van when I lived in Brooklyn. I was so close, and I was like, we're going to use it. But I have nowhere to park it, uh, so I don't know. But maybe we'll go on the road at some point. I think I think we did talk about – we talked about one year – trying to hit every nfl stadium like figure out who in our audience has season tickets to each stadium and then go visit you guys and also like crash on your floors <sighs> can we get fade the public two days a week no the reason you love fade the public so much is because our editors work so hard on it and we don't have the bandwidth to put out two episodes a week plus i, I can't do that with snacks and animal two days a week i'll fucking blow my head off Uh, Anthony Lynn Dark Horse his new job soon I don't hate that uh, I kind of like Anthony Lynn though But yeah they seem like a team Who's just going to be stuck in mediocrity For about 17 years Will HQ2 have a bar open to the public Yeah that'll probably be something we implement I mean my 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 refrigerator is Basically a bar Just not technically Uh, 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 uh. could you see big dogs going f- more national having multiple cities with content like a or other sports podcast platforms uh no we won't go like in terms of creating content I like to have my hand in most things. Um I guess actually, you know, thinking about like Animals House and, and bunk bed breakdowns and, and shit, like I don't know. I I, I I don't think I would ever just like randomly give people content without that coming naturally like the reason Noah and Mike have their own thing now is because i've been doing videos with noah for like two years and i was like okay i'm gonna give this to you but i wouldn't randomly be like oh we're hiring people in boston to make videos so i would need to like know the person really personally and also have some kind of work background with them so if that does happen it would be over a very long span nick was i in a frat no i was not i would have been if i went to a big university though do a collab with the fantasy football counselor. I've had him on my channel before. I had fantasy football counselor on my channel before it was cool to have him on your fucking channel. Skirt. Give me one guy a contender should go after sneakily. Jared Cook. Jared motherfucking cook. Later, Jan. Jan Steen, what is your favorite sport to play? uh it depends like how competitive you mean i love playing basketball like i like if you got a good pickup game with your friends i'm in softball is like one of those things where in order for you to play you need to have like an organized league going so i'm a little less bullish on that uh so basketball is good like if you can actually get a pickup game of football going i love i think football is like my most fun sport to actually play what else ping pong ping pong is my number one but i don't know if you would count that as a sport I love playing ping pong. Will Herbert start this year? Yes, he will. I think Herbert starts 6 games. Number 1 blink song first date. Are you a fan of the pre-booty call text? For example, you know you're hitting the club, but you know this girl's staying in, send a text around a 7 to feel out situation uh no that's that's too early i think like you you have to know that girl is in love with you first if you're gonna that's a risky text to send because because you're making plans for six hours later and if that works out you're assuming that she's like relying on you to come over six hours later if you're gonna do that it's more of like a at the club text so like hey i'm like out right now but i'm probably going home in like an hour or two what's up i think closer to the actual plans is better in my opinion would you be surprised if the cardinals were the 2019 browns 2.0 yeah i would be surprised i think the cardinals will be a much better team from an nfl standpoint this year i think the browns hype got crazy for the wrong reasons like we everyone was like Freddie kitchens was so good in like a fucking six game sample size it was like "No, no he wasn't though When is Stevie one chain going to make an appearance on the channel again? I think I'm pretty sure he's buying a microphone to appear regularly on animals house. So he should be there. Uh, I mean, he will be obviously be at the E-Town get down live draft. He's, he's just, uh, I don't know like what capacity we could really use him in right now. Cause we don't do many like skits. We are, we are probably going to have snacks and animal play a one-on-one game and have Stevie one chains be the special guest referee. So that could be good. DJ more D hop for dynasty. That's it's DJ Moore for me. Yeah. Cause Marty, here's the thing. Like if you text her that early and be like, I'm going out, like, what are you doing later? That's like, that's, that's nothing but a booty call. Like she knows that she's like, Oh, he's going out getting drunk and then wants to use me for a booty call. If you text her closer to the plans it's more like, oh, I was thinking about you. What are you doing right now? You know, or at least you can convince her of that. The E Town Get Down Draft is uh, September September seventh. It's always the Monday of Labor Day weekend. That night, is Miles Sanders still your second round must draft running back? Even though he's week to week right now, if he drops to the second round, yeah. Was good for the weekend? Um, I don't have plans for tonight. I didn't really do shit last night. Um, it's tough when I have to get those Monday, Tuesday videos out because I have to film them on Saturdays and edit them on Sunday and shit. So it gets a little, a little hectic. Uh, I'll probably, I don't know. I'm, I, I might go out for, for some drinks after this, but Every time I do that now, every time like my friend's are like, yo, let's go out on Saturday, we end up starting to drink like right after I get off QA with you guys, and it ends up turning into a shit show. I'm just like, I don't have fucking energy for that right now, to be honest. That being said, I'm probably, that's exactly what my day is going to end up being. If Fournette is an RB1 this year, can you make a video where you apologize to Fournette? Yeah, dude, to be 100% honest with you, my favorite parts about the fantasy season are like learning what I fucked up. I'm, I'm like, I'm so, I'm not even excited to play in fantasy. I'm excited to see where my analysis goes wrong and like how I can use it for the next year. It's weird, but like, I love, I love being wrong about shit so that I can know how to put that into like next year's videos and next year's content. So like, obviously I don't want to be wrong, but like, I'm excited to see why I was wrong in my process for things, because I feel like I've gotten to a point where my process for evaluating players for fantasy, at least has gotten really fucking crispy compared to the people other people in the fantasy industry i feel like a lot of people just recycle the same shit and are not looking at the right things and i feel like i've gotten to a point where i have and i'm excited to see how this year plays out plays out and i hope it's not completely ruined by like the whole you know COVID thing and just shit turns into a shit show where offensive lines and running backs are, are going down left and right and we can't really get a clear picture of it um but i'm i'm, I'm really excited to see how you know, Fournette, Gurley, David Johnson, and those guys fair this year because I mean they're going to look really smart or really fucking dumb afterwards. How did Animal Snacks get their nickname? Uh, to be honest, before like the first filming of Fade the Public, I just asked them. I was like, "What do you want your nicknames to be for the show?" This is going to be forever, and that's what they said. Animal, I th- I'm pretty sure got it back in high school because he was a. Animal's a fucking animal. He was like a really a, a beast in high school. He was like ripped, he was jacked. He was, my sister graduated high school with him, and she said she can she can vouch that he drank an entire 30 case of beer in one night at a party. Animal like really earned that nickname back in the day, despite what you see him as now. And snacks just really love snacks. He's just always eating snacks. Nick, what trades drops still haunt you? Uh, good question I can't, I'm trying to think off the, you know one one move one horrible trade I made with Mike Mike me up bunk bed breakdowns host last offseason was trading I, I got Miles Sanders in the rookie draft at like 103 or 104 and I traded Miles Sanders and like a second round pick or like a quarterback in a one quarterback league for Carrion johnson so that's looking fucking miserable right now um oh i also traded a first round pick i, I think it was the scott maybe a first round pick for darius geis this offseason and then mike offered me like two weeks ago two thirds and a fourth for darius geis which i had to think on and i went back to accept it and then he had canceled the trade by then and now the news about geis is out so that's shitty in superflex dynasty leagues who are the backups worth lost quarterbacks worth rostering uh damn i did a, i did an entire q a video on this you're gonna have to go back and f- try to find where it was every monday i did a q a for a while so go back to the monday videos i think it's only like seven or eight away at this point go back to maybe june try late may june i did like a 20 25 minute section on superflex dynasty quarterbacks worth rostering as like handcuffs Yeah, it was it was definitely Keystone. Keystone was all we drank. We used to be so corny. We used to like tweet out hashtag Keystone or Die when we were like 18. It's embarrassing. Guys still restorable in Dynasty. Ah, uh, I mean, I'm gonna keep them just because I have them and there's no trade offers on the market. But like it's if anything trade wise comes your way, I'm I'm accepting it. What's the go-to wine? I don't I don't drink wine really enough to say anything that's not really ignorant sounding right now. I, d- I like white wine. I don't like red. There are certain things that I've just tried to like over and over again in my life that I that I that I want to like but I just can't. I just can't and I've accepted the fact that I don't like it. Wine, is, red wine is one of them. Green tea is one of them. Reading is one of them. Like these are just things that I know I should enjoy, like I'm supposed to enjoy. I just I'm just I I just can't do it. Yo, Hugo, I already answered that question for you, dog. I said Burrow Miles. Favorite basketball team? I was a diehard Oklahoma City Thunder fan for a long time. Long time. I road tripped out with a couple of my friends down to Oklahoma City from New Jersey when we were like 18 or 19. We used fake IDs for the whole trip. It was fucking awesome. We we went to see the Thunder play twice, um, and then I kind of slowly starting to fade started to fade away from basketball. I loved Kevin Durant in college. I was a huge University of Texas fan, football and basketball. So I loved KD. I got to I got to see him play in MSG, and he came up and like signed my hat and shit after the game. He was sitting right next to me. Um, so I followed him into the NBA. So I was a huge Thunder fan, and then he left, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah. You know what happens? I buy books and I'm like, I should read these. And then I just don't, I get like five minutes into it. And then I don't like, I, I didn't read those. I didn't buy those for show. I really bought those with the intention of reading them, but I just won't do it. Which guy in the quarterback seven to 12 tier do you like the most? Carson Wentz. Sleeper and bust Whiteclaw. Sleeper is lemon lemon big time sleeper big fan of lemon bust i would say is uh i feel like the whole first variety pack was kind of shitty what's the go-to first date when you want when you want to make an impression well what depends what kind of impression you're trying to make um I think typically what worked really well during the pandemic was just going to Central Park. If I wanted to meet a date somewhere, just being like, meet me at the park. I'll bring some, uh, a backpack, a cooler or something full of drinks. We'll get a blanket. We'll just hang out there. That's just just endless entertainment. It's endless people watching. Um, you know, you're out in the environment. Like it's fucking fantastic. Otherwise I'll just usually meet for drinks somewhere at a good Mexican restaurant, more so just because I want a margarita. So I get to kill two birds with one stone. I never try to go too fancy on first dates. I feel like it's weird. Of course, this man is dating during a pandemic. I'll be honest, bro. Like dating during the pandemic might've been the easiest time to date. Everyone else is pulling back. Everyone else is like, ah, we can't date during this time. I'm like more opportunity for me. More ops for me. We got the Jordan Howard's getting out of the Philly backfield. Miles Sanders gets all the touch. I'm the Miles Sanders of the pandemic Dayton game. That's what I would say. Nick, your thoughts on drafting? When you're going to get a dog, uh, dude? I I could barely I I've, I could barely take care of myself. I can't put that responsibility on me. As much as I want to get a dog, it's just not, it's not happening in the near future. Nick, your thoughts on drafting from the 102 if none of the second-round running backs get back to you? That's such a tough spot to be in. It really, really, really is. Uh, I I started to come around to the fact that, well, if you're in a super flex, I think like one of the top six quarterbacks falls to you. Maybe in the third round it's worth it. If you're in a one-quarterback league, I've started to come around to the fact that maybe like Lamar Jackson at the 302 uh, is not a terrible pick if he's still there. At the end of the day, you're not really going to regret taking Lamar Jackson. I'll just take a stud wide receiver if you need to. If all of those running backs you like are off the board, that means that probably one of the good wide receivers has fallen to you. So I'll end up, I'll end up hating it, but I'll end up taking you know um, maybe even Tyree Kill will fall to you with the hamstring news, but like Chris Godwin there, I really don't hate at like the two ten, and then stacking it with a uh, a Lamar Jackson at the at the three hundred two. It's not ideal, but like you're not gonna hate it. NYC is a perfect date for. It's a perfect city for dates yes it is yes it is endless fucking ideas and opportunities here yeah just like people watching literally like that's a date in itself if you had a daughter would you name her margarita uh now that you put the idea in my head there's like a 90 percent chance that it's gonna be my daughter's name it's a great name to begin with better drink you need a dog for the brand all the vlogs you can do i know i know it's like an absolute chick magnet too you know what's you know what's funny i'll share this with you guys i probably shouldn't but actually it's really not that bad i've said this before but like hell's Kitchen, where i live in manhattan is is uh the the demographic is people my age but very male heavy and it's it's a really really well-known gay area so a lot of the bars around here are are gay bars and uh i was walking yesterday i was just going for a walk and i stopped on the street corner and some guy like approached me and he just like introduced himself he's like hey how's it going and i knew i knew he was gay and i knew he was like hitting on me and he was like do you want to go out do you want to go get a drink with me right now and like i I panic in these moments i don't really know it's i'm not gay for the people out there they're asking why the fuck i'm telling the story so he asked me and i'm just like i don't it's a weird situation to be in like typically if a girl were to start talking to me i would just have a normal conversation you know just be a normal human but this guys like you want to go out for a drink and i literally said the most fucking cliche thing of all time i felt like such a fucking loser after saying it i was like uh i'm sorry man but but you're barking up the wrong tree right now and he was just like oh okay i was just like uh have a nice day and i turned around and started walking the other way i felt like the most awkward fucking human being of all time I just don't know what to do in those situations. And it's happened to me like quite a few times here in hell's kitchen. Do I like just continue talking as a normal person? But like, I know what his intentions are. Like, how do I, how do I nix that conversation? Do I just be like, sorry, man. Like, do I just be like, I'm going on my way to my girlfriend's house? Like just to get the hint. Like, what do I do there? It's a weird fucking situation to be in. If you've never been in it, you'd be able to take care of a dog. if His name was Marg. Can I name a guy Marg, though? Can I name a guy dog Marg? If I got a girl, damn, you guys are making me want to have a daughter and get a dog. Can you do Lockett versus Chark UFC? We did, new esports fan. We literally did. Oh, no, we did Lockett versus uh, Metcalf. No, we can't get. Lockett doesn't deserve to be back in the ring. I'm pretty sure he got his ass kicked. He might have won. I don't remember. At what point do you know they're barking up your tree uh, when they have a set of boobs? say I'm on my way to my girlfriend's house. Yeah, I guess so. I just felt bad. I was like, you know, respect to you for having the... Like, most people won't walk up to someone on the street. Straight people are way too scared to pull off some shit like that. I did take it as a compliment. I was like, I appreciate you approaching me. But, like... Just... You're barking up the wrong tree, bro. Um, Wear a wedding ring, Nick. Well, I don't want to deter the women. I don't think a wedding ring fits my finger ever. Maybe he wasn't gay and was just lonely. Uh, I mean, possibly. I'm, I'm a, I, I don't really have an answer, a witty answer for what you just said, Garrett. I'm not going to fucking entertain that, all right? That doesn't deter the woman, trust me. Yeah, well, it, it deters the right women. Any woman that wants to be a homewrecker is actually probably my perfect woman, so maybe I should put a wedding ring on. All right, on that note, I need to stop talking about this shit. It's going to get me fired and canceled. Um, I'm out. This is the Q&A. This was probably the worst Q&A of all time, but maybe you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. I'm going to try to enjoy the rest of my Saturday. If you want to join the uh, Q and a next time. Yeah, you did derail me Marty. Uh, If you want to join the Q and a next time, make sure you sign up for Patreon. It's just your street. Uh, Patreon.com slash B D G E, which will get you access into the discord. And then you could ask me any annoying questions about wedding rings that you want. Um, That's all I got with love. Enjoy the weekend. We out here.